Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Beyond the Mountains of Madness, and this is episode 22. It was written by Janice Hill and Charles Ingen, along with others who are listed in the credits. Our game master for this campaign is Sean Little, and Mick Swan will be giving the recap. GM's ready, the players are ready, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Mick? Thank you. The Sherpa, <clears throat> among whom I've had the great fortune to spend much of my time in the last few years, believe that death is our constant companion. He sits, they say, an arm's length to our side, and at any moment he might reach over, tap us gently on the shoulder, and lead us into the hereafter. He has no favorites. He is, after all, the force of nature. A young child in its crib, an old man in his bed, a young man on a distant mountain path, all of the same to him. I can feel him now. I can almost see him. He has been with me every step of the way. Since we set sail for this accursed place, he has been there. He was there when we fled from that unnatural, formless thing in the tunnels. He was there when we set off to search in vain for Dr. Green, picking through the sullen ruins and unknowable mechanisms of this utterly alien culture. We could not see his tracks in the snow, but he was there, just as those things were there, those elder things that swooped down and, we presume, snatched the doctor. He is them, and they are he. They are but one and the same, for death has come to claim us. He has worn many faces and forms throughout the course of our travels, but I see him now for what he is. He came as the pilot Williams, who was, in turn, the madman Danforth, and descended upon us in fire and chaos, stripping us of one of our planes as part of his grand design. He came again as more of those unfathomably old things as they snatched up Starkweather and made away with him, borne aloft by their awful leathery wings. We set off after them, flinging supplies out of our remaining plane in a desperate attempt to lighten our load, and in that cramped cabin, he followed us. We are in the belly of death's bird. We were joined by another plane, but he clung to us, grasping our coattails, grim and impassive, just beyond the edge of our sight. He is there. I know it. Waiting watching, ready. I know now that it is simply a matter of time. We will never leave this place. I will never leave this place. We can but push on, clinging to the hope that he will not choose this day, this hour, this minute to reach out and take us. None of us will say it out loud. None of us dare. But I know we are all of the same mind. We have all felt death in this place, and we all fear we shall never see home again. Thank you, Mick, or Captain Sugden, rather. Excellent. All right, when I left you off, when we left off last week, fellows, you're in the aircraft, and you had noticed 
to the one side, the bell had pulled up beside. And they waved, made hand signals to say that they were following, which you interpreted, they were following the elder things with uh, Mr. Starkweather hanging beneath. They're joining you, and they appear to be doing the same as you for the same reasons. You fly along. Um, the creatures are staying ahead of you. You are, again, both aircraft are flying in unison, back and forth, because their speed of the aircraft can't go slow enough to follow the elder things without passing them or banging into them. So to protect, to protect Captain Sugden, they have to go back and forth like slal ski slaloming down a hill. Um, so you're, you're about 70, 45 minutes, an hour into the journey. Is anyone doing anything? Apart from just watching. Hey, there's really nothing we can do. I'm okay. uh, writing a lot down in my journal in the hopes that if we die or we crash, somebody will find the journal. Mm -hmm. through, through the binoculars, um, is it possible to tell if, if, if Starkweather is still moving? He is. Um, he's upside down. He's being held by his legs as the, I mean, the, I'm sure the tendrils are moving around, constantly readjusting their grip on him. Uh, but he, he appears to be still there. I mean, he doesn't seem to be not conscious. If, if he, I mean, he's moving around in the wind quite a bit, but he doesn't seem to be injured other than just being hung below these creatures. I, I suppose there isn't there isn't the, the resolution on the binoculars to see whether his his airline still. I I imagine yeah, he's frozen to death by now, but he's probably very cold. Yes, I mean he has his face his hood, which seems to be maintaining its position. He probably did it up as he's want to do. Uh, he's got his hat, his uh, face covering over top of his. Uh, mouthpiece and such uh, oxygen wise uh, you're not entirely sure how long how long he's had that tank going <clears throat> more importantly are the creatures reacting to us following him oh totally uh, I wouldn't say oblivious they seem to be pretty sense uh, they can certainly sense presences you're just guessing because of the construction of their heads and the eyes and such uh, they would be able to hear you you would think there's nothing else to hear in this uh, this wasteland. They're not altering any of their movements because we're circling around them. Huh? No, they're flying straight yeah. and direct. Um, I do have a question. Um, I have Danceforth's papers, mm -hmm. and I have my own notes. Um, is it possible I could try to construct some kind of message uh, in their language? Very rudimentary, but... Like with the dots, the elder the things. Dots or, yeah, you said that Dansforth had kind of figured some of it out. Mm -hmm. Some of it. I mean, it's it's mostly what the notes he had were written in German, but okay. uh, I mean, sure. Make a what? What would be appropriate role? What do you think would be appropriate? Linguistics. Do you have anything? Be like ciphering. I speak three languages. Um, mm -hmm. It is more of a cipher than a link language in the, the dots itself. Hmm. Maybe intelligence? I don't know. Well, Maybe a hard intelligence? Sure. Go arts, ahead. Arts and crafts. 
Arts and crafts. <laughs> Calligraphy. Uh -huh. Now, see, this is no fair because we really need a camera here because I rolled a three. <laughs> okay. But well, it doesn't sound like... Yeah, right. Sure you did, Tom. <laughs> I rolled, I rolled we'll just pick them up and show... <laughs> there you go. There's three. That's at 72. Um, uh, well, I didn't expect to get that roll. I think based on what you can see, what you've read, the languages you've read, you're able to sort of looking at the photos over time you'd be able to develop an actual understanding of the language what do you want to say i mean it would have to be extremely simple like don't kill us or uh friends or i think not, com not compatriots food. not food <laughs> yeah, i mean you could food. i'm sure looking at this the, the <clears throat> The limited amount of time you look at, you probably can pick up something that has the equivalent of comrades or something like that. Okay. So you could probably so get like that word or house. I'll try or... to draw a picture of what I mean and put the dots underneath it. And hopefully it doesn't say like to serve man or anything like that. Tasty. <laughs> yeah, tasty. Or um, obedient. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, gonna to have this ready to hold up if they start approaching me so that they okay. can see that I <laughs> eat hawks. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, let's, let's just say to the best of your knowledge, you've created a drawing that seems to imply through drawings and some use of the words, something friendly. It's, something. it's a desperate yeah, ploy, but <laughs> hopefully it doesn't say your, your mother's a hoe. <laughs> how, how, how many dust does that involve? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm curious because if I need to, I can tap it out in bullets. <laughs> some, some variant of five, I would imagine. Yes, five yeah. is the... It seems to be a base five language. Right. So, this dots positioning. I'm just yeah. doing what I can. I'll, I'll have to roll again to see if they actually sure. understand it. Well, it keeps your mind off the travel You're when you're trying to do this. That's true. Well, let's... Uh, doing anything creative, constructive like that? Captain Sundgren? Sure. Are you able to see anything up ahead with the binoculars? Can I see anything in the distance, you know, um, landscape-wise? Are there any structures? Are we still flying over the city? I mean, is this, is this still oh, the no. city? Oh, no. You're, you're well past the city now. Uh, you have noticed that as you are approaching newly visible peaks in the distance, I mean, you've noticed this for a while. I thought I might, I might have, I probably mentioned it last week. Are they comparable um, in scale to the peaks we've just left behind? No, these are very stark, black, bare. Uh, you With the binoculars, you don't seem to make out the dots of caves or uh, encrustations that seem to be present everywhere in the previous mountain peaks. Uh, no, no carvings in that sense. Uh, it's it's just it's almost a frightening mountain range, like very jagged peaks, not eroded in the way you would expect uh, to be in this this environment. Mm. Um, like gigantic fingers, and there's a cloudy storm that they're sort of clutching around it. The way that's that's the best way you could describe it. It would be reasonable to assume, though, that if some there's of them had survived, that they might have fled to another group of mountains, given that those ones have been over overrun by the Shoggoths. Uh, 
Yeah, but I mean, they won't why, have why a. Why keep going back to the other one? They they wouldn't have a um, big city because they used the Shagas to create it. So Ooh. maybe maybe they've got some. They've maybe they've grown some more Shagas. Possibly. It's also Could everybody? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It's, Perfectly. it's also possible that Lake and his crew accidentally awoke a small group of these and that those have gone off in the past three years and awoken a whole bunch more that were in stasis. Mm. Um, that's why there's no gigantic city still going on like crazy because that's, that's a long time ago, but they're trying to restart and they're somewhere way away from the Shoggoths. <laughs> That's just a guess. Maybe, maybe, in fact, maybe they've developed some. I mean, they, they, we're talking that, that over the course of millions of years, they, they could have um, by now created something far more efficient than Shoggoths, far more controllable, some other way of, of, of building and manufacturing, mm. something completely different, some entirely new and, and, and unimaginable technology. As you say that, while you're still looking through the binoculars having your discussions, Captain Sugden, you've, you've reached to the point where you can now make out in the distance a tower. It's separate from the mountains. It is, a, 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 well, I wouldn't say man-made. It is a, a shaped tower separate from the rest of the mountain peaks in a valley. And you, you make this out first because there's a glint of blue bluish light and as you look closer and you focus your eyes and you hit a, a patch where the aircraft is going straight you actually can see that it's 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 a tower peak in the distance and you're approaching it quickly now and i will show you all what it looks like Just so do, does it look as though the 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 older things are flying towards this tower ah uh, absolutely any features on it, or it's just like that? It's featureless. From where you are now, it, it appears to be featureless. It appears to be just very dark and a light on top of it. Can we guess at the size? Mm. Well, let me judge how tall it is. Is it like mountain size? No, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to pass the binoculars to Elmer and, and, and show him. More importantly, more importantly, is there a place to land? Start scouting for landing strips. Well, you are getting closer. Hold on. I'm going to tell you, this thing looks to be about 500 feet tall. Elmer, mm -hmm. stop doing owl impressions and, and have a look through these binoculars. <laughs> uh, so as you... <laughs> you... Uh, you definitely... Uh, 75 minutes now, uh, as you're looking, and you're getting closer and closer. Uh, the elder things begin to descend, and uh, the, the pulse does not get any brighter. Uh, but it's harder and harder to look away f uh, to look at it directly because uh, sorry, harder and harder to look away from it. It's 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 burning your eyes, make them water. But you just feel like you have to keep. You just it's drawing your attention, and it's beautiful and horrible. And the elder things are dropping down towards it, but um, your aircraft, of course. I mean, where it's located, uh, you can't. 
looking ahead, you can't really land right where it is. Uh, there's a lot of crosswinds and turbulence now. Um, both pilots, both aircraft yourself, Nigel and the others, other. Um, you can see the the valley around the tower is uneven, and the wind is uh, is cut swathed through this the ice and snow. There's nowhere to land right near it. Um, but you, you're going to have to land a little ways outside of the valley. Uh -oh. What? We lost you for a second. You, you said, the last thing you said was we would have to land outside the valley. Oh, oh, that, yeah. Then there's, there's a flat area um, outside the valley that would be about a one and a half mile walk to the tower. But anything else between that and the towers is impassable. For, not impassable. You can't land on it. Not impassable. In, in comparison to um, the the city where we were before, mm -hmm. um, well, I, no, I can ask specifically, can't I? Because there's an altimeter in the uh, in the, um, the plane. So, um, Nigel, what altitude is uh, is is uh, that that down there? Do you, do you, do you think? Forty-two. What what altitude are we at? That's not really something you can tell. Your your equipment seems to be acting a little funny right now. But are we are we lower than than where we were in, in the city? Only is, is the tower lower? Slim. No, no. You are on a plane um, that is relatively parallel altitude wise to the to the city you've flown mm. straight out of the city you were up you moved up over the mountains to get onto this plateau this is still on that plateau it's just so we, we might extrapolate from that that the older things have a preferred altitude maybe preferred. no that doesn't really make much sense because it i mean from the looks of them they are creatures of the ocean yeah, well, then also if they're if they're sort of if they're from that that far back in the in the past, then they they would have been living in a, in a very highly oxygenated environment. Um, maybe they're not so dependent on oxygen as we might think. Oh, they do. After um, they all are they're, they're those 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 pictures we saw before showed them flying through space. After all. Um. Is the architecture well? I, I know you showed us a picture. If is the architecture, in my opinion, in our opinion, different than the architecture of the city? There was a lot of different architecture in the city. Various ages, uh, three three specific ages: the ancient, the more modern, which actually was in rougher shape than the more ancient, and the in between. Uh, period. So uh, there were various ages, like more decorative than others, more smooth, more mm -hmm. flintstone rounded buildings. Uh, this is very smooth, very uh, technical looking. So it looks, it doesn't look like itself, it's an, it's an old ruin. It looks like it might be new. Uh, as you get a little closer, you are seeing that there is some damage to the mm -hmm. building. It isn't as, as uh, smooth, like, as smooth everywhere, but the areas that are smooth look very well constructed, very technical, very architecturally 
perfect. Perfect. Okay. So I'm just going to guess that it's probably a newer structure than the than the city, but that's just a guess. Could be completely wrong. So are we going to land? Yes, the landing spot, the best one, just so you know, it's a dry riverbed. Like I said, it's one and a half. It's, it's south and less than a mile from the valley's edge, about two miles total from the tower as you uh, approach. And uh, you have to make a pilot roll if, if you're going to land there. Yep. And the game ends right now. <laughs> yep. Did I, did I vanish again? No, you're fine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. 21. Not a problem. I ween. All right. You land the aircraft and the bell. Uh, let me just verify that they have no issues. Actually, the, he's actually zips in a little quicker than you. Um, so he, because the elder things actually dropped out of sight when they, they got close to the tower. So he's, he cut ahead and landed bank steeply, uh, slipped downward into the wind. Um, and just as you're about to land, and you will land. I mean, this is not a problem. Something interesting happens. There's a blue-white flicker from the peak of the tower. And you notice that those, you're looking forward to the landing spot, but others are looking around. Flicker, flicker. Um, the storm clouds that fill the sky ahead appear to curdle and bulge outward as if some giant thing had passed near and disturbed them. The air thickens, grows solid. Everything, the aircraft seems to be very sluggish all of a sudden. Uh, the light amber-like within the, uh, the, the the storm clouds, like an amber-like light, bursts outward, ripples across the valley, passes through your building, your, your, sorry, yourselves, your, your aircraft, and it's noiseless. There's no noise, there's no sound associated with this, but you feel yourselves briefly like twisted, like as if your whole body and everything about you is moving in impossible directions. Uh, the edges of the world run and smear, everything looks funny briefly. A horizon blurs, and all of a sudden you see mountains rising and falling. It's like the, it's like the world is changing. It's getting warmer and greener, and then boom, back to uh, uh, the Arctic that you see now. Like you see the river appear and the river disappear. Uh, thousands of years back and forth. It's, you, you know this is what's happening. You're, you're somehow you are seeing the past, the current, the future. Boom, boom, boom. And the aircraft just shakes and shears violently. Um, and uh, it seems to stall briefly. But then whoop, just as you are getting very close to the ground, you see that uh, the land uh, you're about to land and you're able, you, you roll and you're fine. You're able to land at it. But everybody's panicked. So everybody has to lose one, lose a bit of sanity here. I'm sorry to say there is no choice. As, as we're <laughs> landing, as we're landing though, is it, Antarctica, or is it not the Antarctica that we're landing in? You're st you, it's everything goes back to normal just before you land. So I'm going to tell you all what you take. I'm sorry to say there is no save for this. That's the worst that can happen. Greg, two. Dr. Lindenbrook, two. Elmer, two. Nigel, one. Shit. <laughs> Captain Sugden, <laughs> two. It's a series of. I want to see Nigel go nuts. <laughs> well, I'm flying the plane. <laughs> yeah, wait till you land. It's just it. Absolutely, everybody's in a panic. You might have wet your pants. Who knows? It's just nothing you've ever seen or comprehended before outside of if you've maybe read some H.G. Wells books. 
You know, if you're going to crash in an airplane, you should wet your pants. It actually, it, re it relieves pressure on your bladder so that if oh. you're in, a, in an accident, it's less internal damage. I'll remember. I've, I've, I've heard that, actually. Uh, the only people who say that are people who wet their pants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you really, you should do it. You should try you should. it. It's medically proven. Uh, all I didn't right. think about that, but you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, who told you this? Exactly. <laughs> Is he buying depends in the second, I, checked some, uh, I checked my bag for some adult diapers for <laughs> I think it's an engineer's book, how to, how to Survive in the Woods. Does it say if you're attacked by a bear, you're supposed to do it too? <laughs> I'd like to know. Uh, so the aircraft are landed. You've landed. Um, the, you're very near the storm vortex, the wind, but the wind isn't seeming to blow on you in the same way it's blowing from the south uh you estimate 15 knots uh, nigel you actually are able to do that uh it's thin powdery snow blaze blows up in the leaves of objects uh the river the river ran directly into the wind so it's a bit of a pain um you you face you smartly face the aircraft into the wind uh so that you'll be able to take off a little easier the next time uh and you slide to a safe stop right near the bell so you've landed and you are in the riverbed. Well done, Nigel. Thank you. So we all get out? Or I'm getting out? Yeah, we'll get out. Okay. We can see the tower, of course, from here, yes? Yes. It's, 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 you're, you can see the tower, uh, and you see the, the crew of the bell are now getting out. There's uh, Lexington, two men in the, in, in the dark, Oops. We lost you for a second, Sean. Oh, sorry. It's a uh, Ms. And the two men have the masks that cover their faces. Uh, she, she as well. But uh, you, you recognize them right away. Or her right away. She says, hello. Or sorry, the priestly uh, looks out the side of the Boeing, waves his hands, and he says, hello there. Fancy meeting you fellows here. And you can see the top of the tower over the rise beside you. Uh, what's what's the terrain like between the riverbed and the tower it's very rough but it is walkable okay i think my character might do something a little rash he's <laughs> just going to start going he's not going to say hello or anything he's just going he wants to get there first so Lindenbrook just right. leaves. All right. Mr. Lindenbrook is heading off. Dr. Lindenbrook. Doctor, yeah. Don't forget it. <laughs> I'm sorry, doctor. Yes, Dr. Lindenbrook. <laughs> Don't forget to call him doctor. Um so uh the, the, if he takes off, I'm gonna sort of run run after him, kind of grab his shoulder and I'll just say, Hold on, doctor, before we before we go and discover something, something extraordinary here, Roger, we have to get there. We have to get there first before these. Of our safety first. It's no sense rushing ahead if, if something's going to happen it's, to us. So. It's it's the safety of everyone. We have to get there first before these gung ho people 
start shooting at these beings. If we don't convince them we're friends, then they're so far in advance of us, they'll destroy the whole world. I'm just, I'm not, I, I'm not stopping either. I just continue marching okay. towards, towards them. I to try and delay them as I walk away from you. Let's stand back. Let's stand back and delay this here. I mean, you know, because I'm thinking it's not going to work. And that would be kind of interesting to see. This look on his face like, oops. <laughs> but I in no way greet the other people. I don't trust them. All right. Well, they, they, the Priestly seems happy to see you. Yeah, well, Does anybody greet them, or are you all just ignoring them? <laughs> oh, I'm. I will, frozen I will, ass. I will halloo them. It's it's only polite. All right. Well, there. I mean, nice. let's let's not let standards drop. I mean, for goodness sake. We're civilized human beings, after all. Well, Bauman's the pilot. Uh, he comes in. He goes, "Oh, well, here we are. Uh, let's." Uh, I suggest we quickly tack down the, put the blocks in front of our tires so nothing blows these things away, and uh, we should move along. We'll secure the plane. Yeah. All right, plane secured. Um, is anyone going with Dr. Lindenbrook, or is he, is he just off on his own? Actually, I'm uh, right behind him here. Actually, when he takes off for the second time, I'm just going to wave at you guys and yell. So I'm not going to let him walk off by himself. I'm going to I'm going to keep up pace with him, but uh, at the same time I yell back to like Captain Sugden and stuff like that. He's going, he's going. I'm going to go with him. So, okay. All right. Well, um, and what's a so? I assume you've all got your gear together. You're all set to go. The, yes. Well, I'll, 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 I mean, I'll I'll have to. We 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 should take off after them. Really, I mean. Supposed to be what? keeping people safe. It's very difficult to keep people safe if they just bugger off on their own. Well, let's go. We still need oxygen here, right? Yes. Okay. You're at the same altitude as the city. Yeah. All right. I'd suggest doing doing what we did on the return trip down to the uh, um, down to the tunnels and taking an extra oxygen cylinder. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, if you guys took the time to secure the airplanes, I've got a good 10 minutes on you. Yeah, that's that's true. So everyone's secured. I'll assume the aircraft is secured. Dr. Dr. Lindenbrook and Dr. Hawk are continuing to walk and are certainly making their way. Um, outside of the game, briefly, what are we doing about... Um, uh, Gregory? Coppin? He's back in the camp. <laughs> okay, he's still at the camp. Okay, I'm just making sure. Okay, all right, that's fine. Uh, so, so you're absolutely walking. Um, no issues. It is rough terrain. Uh, not as difficult as when you first were walking through the snows and such. Uh, doesn't seem to be any threat. You can see the tower. It's a you're it's still a mile away uh, from the edge of the uh, the valley. Like you, from the edge of the riverbed, mm -hmm. the, the valley and the riverbed meet. Uh, it's a long, narrow, S-shaped crescent valley stretching three miles further into the foothills to the west, beyond the tower. 
Uh, at far end is obscured by a haze of snow. There's always this little mist of snow because mm -hmm. of the wind. And once in a while, the haze clears for a second. At such times, the distant end of the valley is seen, and there's a deep saddleback pass between two higher hills, and beyond it, there's just this big storm that seems to be brewing or swirling around. Okay. And the floor of the valley is white, ice with snow over top of it. Ooh, storm does not sound good. Well, it, it hasn't seemed to be getting to you yet. We're, t what's, we're what's trying. Going like? It seems to be just sort of brewing. It doesn't seem to be moving very far anywhere. Um, I, I, as we're walking, I'm saying to Gregory, I'm saying this, this call, this calls almost for drastic measures. We have to establish communication with these beings. Uh, I'm afraid that the implications of what would happen to us if if Nigel shoots one of them or or some horrible thing like that, if we started some sort of interspecies war, we wouldn't stand a chance. We need, we need, it's only one chance, and that's that we establish communication with them. And they might okay, kill so me. I'm they might kill me. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to die. I'm not afraid, but oh, if, if they kill me and we all die, we're all going to die anyway. Okay, just out of game here, Sean. I'm going to try to do a bit of a psychology role. So as he's sort of rambling and walking forward, I'm going to try to get in front of him. Okay. So, okay, I'm going to try to... T okay, Dr. Lennerbrook, before we get off, Nigel's not going to shoot anybody. Let's wait for Captain Sutton. Let's wait for the whole team to come up here. No sense for ourselves to get up. Uh, you're... You get lost here. Get lost here. So I'm going to try to talk, talk him down as... Roger, get out of my way. Um, there's absolutely nothing that you could say that would indicate that Nigel's not going to shoot something. He's, yeah, he's, he said it practically constantly. He thinks they're monsters and he's going to do something rash and stupid and, and uh, we've got to not let that happen. So I, I say, you know, get out of my way or... <laughs> I'll make you get out of my way. Okay, I'm going to stand by. Let him go by. I'm going to, All right. I'm going to wait for the. I'm going to wait for the rest of the team to get you're, up here. You're a good person, Roger. But yeah, I'm, saying, is, I'm thinking of safety here. I don't. I don't think we should get separated at this at this part of our journey. So, uh, as I say, I'm thinking of the safety of the whole human race at this point. Okay. All right. I'm gonna look back to see if the rest of the team's coming up. Yeah, everybody's everybody's walking. The the two Germans are walking with Ms. Lexington. Um, Priestley yeah. is 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 walking up, talking to Captain Sugden. He's very excited. He said he you can see him talking to him. He seems to he says, "What happened to you guys? What happened? What 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 happened? Where did you go?" Oh, sorry, I was muted. Um, since since when? When did I last see him? Can't remember. At Lakes Camp. Well, um, city, mountains, ancient city, things, living things, living things. Up in the city, penguins. Penguins. Albino penguins. Great albino penguins. Caves, full of albino penguins in the mountains in a city. <laughs> But they need to be near the shore, don't they? Well, it was sort of a beach. Huh. 
a beach in the city, in the caves, in the mountains. He looks back to make sure you've got enough oxygen. Checks the gauge in your tank. Um, He says, well, I'll tell you what happened to us. Uh, Williams dropped us off into a nasty stretch of ragged ice. And you froze. Ah! (laughs) Did I? Uh, Yeah, nasty stretch of ragged, ragged ice. Nasty stretch of ragged ice. Um, it's the bottom of the aircraft was kind of messed up. We, we fixed it as best we could. Um, have you seen this place? It's got to be the fine of the century. I've got pictures you won't believe back home. We're going to be famous. We get that. And, and yesterday we spotted one of Lake's monsters flying in the distance. I wish I had my camera. Imagine living beings, the things we found at Lake's camp, millions of years old like this in the city. But there were some still alive. What a colossal find. You know they built this place, that, that city? Dr. Meyer says the monsters have been living down there since the, the dinosaurs died off. And Bauman had the bell ready to go a few days ago, and we were taking pictures of everything when we saw some more of the monsters carrying something heavy through the air, and we were talking about finding their nest or whatever you want to call it. And, and then you guys flew by, headed that same way, so we climbed in and followed. So, yeah, that's why we're here. So you, you didn't see what it is they were carrying? No, not at first, until we got close to you guys. Yeah, that's stock weather. Oh, I know, Ms. Lexington's a little put off by this. She, she she's, says, I don't know, I think looks back and says she's concerned but she wouldn't want anybody she wouldn't want him to know that well look the 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 boffins are going off in intent on communicating with these things but Hmm. i've got to say i i I don't share their optimism i don't think we're going to communicate with these things i i don't think i don't know they look like monsters to me yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think that they, they want to uh, communicate with us. I don't think they see us as. I'm worried they see us as something to be conquered. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ms. Lexington, I, I, I think that they look to me like the sort of thing that just wants this the, the world again. Uh, I don't know. What but Ms. Lexington, what else do they want? They're monsters, for goodness' sake. Well, Ms. Ms. Lexington slides up behind you guys as you're talking and cuts in. She goes, you know, the elder things have taken him. I'm sorry to hear that. We've never been friends, but I'm sure he'd prefer a Christian burial at least. Would you mind waiting a minute? Here, just, she stops and adjusts her things, adjusts her gun, gun so she, she has ready access. She's okay. I'm, we're, we're all going to help you guys find him. He's all right. He'll never live this one down, I'm, I tell you. This, this, will be, this, is, this is better than anything else that's happened so far. He's not going to live this down. Who knows what condition he might be in if we found him, though. Well, Bauman's talking. Nigel, are you willing to talk to these guys or no? Because Bauman's trying to talk to you. Oh, I guess. He says, you know, the work we've done in this plateau is not complete. Our first landing was very bad. It's, it's, this, my aircraft is not easily repaired. I have to continue to work while we're here. Um, during the flight, we've heard noises that you shouldn't hear in an aircraft and uh, and the skis again have to be straight and they were busted before now we straighten them another bent again i'm going to do this now um so what you guys are exploring i'm going to do this. is there anything you need me to do with the aircraft of yours at all or no sure you can go ahead and check it over okay i'll give it a good once over for you if i say I, th- I notice your skis took a few hard hits i'll try to straighten those as well because when we i have a feeling when we want to get out of here we are going to want to go fast and if i get finished early i'll catch up with you 
And Myers is storming ahead of you all, and he's 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 talking to himself, and he says, "You know, we we need to go. We just need those creatures have your employer, and who knows what they're up to? Is it not so? This is where they live, and this is the last of their kind, perhaps." Doubtless, there's much to learn from them. I think we could speak with them and learn to learn from them. And they're they're they've built cities. They should be able to converse. And that light, that tower, those are not the works of savages. It's a mighty civilization of great power. The knowledge of these things must be brought to the world. It's a shame we may have to kill them. Think of the wonderful secrets they must know. And have he's trying to catch. That in their estimation, we might be the savages. Oh, entirely, entirely. Yes, I mean. Both of our countries have done our, our own bits of exploring around the world. We know what that's like. Well, let's get savage. <laughs> hey, that's me, not him. <laughs> all right. So you're all walking. Doop, 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 doop. Um, you're uh, Captain... Uh, Captain Sergeant down. Um, Dr. My God. I have to actually have the thing open to see your names. Dr. Hmm. Lindenbrook. You don't have to call me God. <laughs> so you've, you, you go over the valley. Uh, you, sorry, as you approach the edge of the valley, there is quite a drop-off, and you're kind of stuck. It's, it's, it's a valley. I mean, it's, not a, okay. it's, not, it's like a cut in the ice. Um, and you're looking. There's actually a couple of ice ramps around the far sides. You can approach through the ice ramp, or you can actually try to well, you'd have to wait for someone with ropes to go down the valley edge. I'm going to try and find some, some way down. some I, Like you said, an ice ramp or, or something. Uh, I, I feel, my character feels desperate that he needs to get there first. Okay. So is, is, Greg, is, um, is Roger following me still? Roger? That's not a Roger. Roger, are you following him still? Yes, I am, but I'm, I'm actually waiting waiting a bit for them but actually at the same time I'm trying to keep an eye on Dr. Lindenbrook as well but I'm not putting my safety I'm going to look after my safety wait for the rest of the group at the same as, you know, as at the same we, time as we get there to the edge then I, I, I turn to Gregory to um, Roger and I say doctor I said please wait here for the others to get I'm going to go down the ice ramp to cross all right, I think that I'll I'll be fine, but just understand, I I need to try and communicate with them. Um, if I fail, if they kill me, don't just let them go crazy. We need to, we still need to communicate with them. I might screw up, I might fail, but it's important that they understand that we are not animals anymore or they'll take over the planet they'll take it back from us you don't think they could and look at the technology that they have mm-hmm. so my life hey, is after he says that hey dr lenberg look at this from the scientific point of view i understand where you're coming from but I think you're being rashed by going ahead by, by yourself. I am. I, I think am. we can trust the rest of our team, but I'm going to wait for the rest of the team. If you want to go ahead, I'm not going to stop you, but I think it's dangerous. You can wait. If you can, explain to them why I'm doing it. Okay. I just, it's, it's, it's my, 
I feel compelled. Hey, Sean, can I do a psychology roll on him? Sure. Or is, or is he gone? Psychology, no, you can. psychology is, you, can you see if I'm in the right state of mind? You could try that. You, if you want to persuade me, mm -hmm. but I'll, I'll do a, an opposition role. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing in persuade. You know what? I will do a psychology roll just for myself because if I think you've totally lost it, I'm I'm not gonna. So, fifty-one out of a what the hell is it? Out of a forty, so I do fail by eleven. You so. think he's batshit crazy? No. Okay. You're you're having a you, you don't know how to read him. You just it's more yeah. you you're not entirely yeah. sure. You don't know where he's coming yeah. from. You see his point, but you see also see that he's ragging yeah. a rash. It's you know. I, okay, I'm I, just gonna wait for the rest of the, the team. So I can tell you because you, that I'm agitated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I believe that I'm right. Well, if you're going to use the ramp, I mean the ramp is right there. And you guys yeah. are talking, but uh, you're going to have to do a luck roll. Okay. Come on, luck. 74. Shit. Ooh. What's that? my luck? <laughs> 55. Nope. <laughs> Shut up, Jerry. <laughs> I, can just, I think I can be wild. <laughs> uh, Mute yourself, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jerry's uh, going to walk up to the edge, look down, and go, I told you. <laughs> How are you doing down there? Well, you didn't injure yourself, um, uh, but you did. Uh, you're, you're slipping. It's, it's not the fastest progress you, you, you were hoping to make. It's a little slipperier than you expected. Okay. So you're not, you're not down it yet. Ow. Ow. Yeah, ow. ow. Bang. Ow. It's more landing on your butt kind of thing. It's not... Uh, I'll be okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you, the rest of you are approaching not where the ramp is, not where uh, Dr. Lindenbrook is going down the ramp. I'm assuming it's probably the south ramp you've taken. Um, you guys are at the edge. You can see the ramp that he's using to go down off in the distance. It's about, you know, like uh, a few hundred feet that way around the corner. So, uh, you you also have the choice. Are you going to uh, rappel down the sides of the cliff uh, with ropes? I'm assuming Captain Sugan has something with him, and uh, oh, or yes, are you going yes. to, or are you going to go around to the the this ice ramp as well? Well, look, I mean, what what would um, I'm I'm prepared for the rappelling, but um, I'd say the ramp. Yes, I, I, I'll defer to the party on this. I mean, I mean because if you if you slip on the ramp, at least you're still sliding. Whereas if you slip on a rope, <laughs> it's a really quick, you know, express route down. Quite. It's very sheer. It's not a the the cliff face. It's it's very sheer, wind blown and smooth. There's no handholds or footholds. It's literally shimmying down a rope and you know like bouncing back and forth, rappelling down the side of a sheer ice cliff. Also, if we can conserve rope, I mean, we've only got a limited amount of rope, so um, we should really try and conserve the rope for um, potential emergency situations. Mm -hmm. 
tying up Landon Brook. <laughs> I didn't say it. I thought it, but I didn't say it. <laughs> All right. Well, the uh, the Germans are in, in, in Acacia Lexington are quite happy to follow you along and go to go to the ice ramp as well. Um, Dr. Lindenbrook, if you want to make another luck roll, you can uh, make it to the bottom. Unless you fail miserably. Uh, 49 out of 55 that time. All right. Well, easy enough. You actually find a stretch. You, you do slip a little bit, but you end up sliding right down to the base, just like you're tobogganing. So uh, you, you safely make it to the bottom, though not in the most, um, you know, Dignified, graceful yeah, yeah. way. Yeah, dignified. Yeah. But you do make it to the bottom, and uh, you're off. The rest and of I, you... Uh, I yep, look sorry, up to see what they're doing, where they are. So they well, they're, they're moving the around, yes. Okay. They aren't quite to the the uh, the ramp themselves yet. So you're now in the flat part of the of the valley, and uh, above you, but, sorry, before you uh, is the tower itself, and it is uh, it actually is it's a massive edifice uh, as high as a fifty story building. You see, you, you actually now that you get closer, you see that the the size was a little bit off. Um, it's it's very broad at the base, so it seems squat, and there's five sides to it. Uh, there's no color or images or balconies or windows or it's just immense, incalculably old. Yes. The light um, can be seen now. It flickers and shimmers and just a moment. Dun, dun, dun. Ah. As you are all standing there, though, luckily, those of you who have not started going down the ice ramp, there's another flicker, another flash, another wash of kind of, if it, if it made a noise, it would be a because that's the way it feels to you as if this heat is washing over your bodies and the valley flickers again and it rocks move, things twist and shimmer. And um, there is this uh, feeling of time, something time and young, old, and the, the ground turns brown and the ice melts and then it comes back and you see green and then it's gone and then it's icy again. And I have to roll something else. Oh, that's it. Nigel's here, then Nigel's gone. Yeah. <laughs> then Nigel will come back again. And Nigel vanishes. He's back <laughs> in Boston or wherever he came from. And he's 20 years old. Mm. So and you actually the funny thing is when you see this this strange time shifty kind of thing happen, um you actually see the members of your party walking ahead of you. Like the other people walking ahead of you, and then they they boom, they're back up on top of the ledge again. So you actually are able to put together this is something to do with time shifting. Time. Time shifting, yeah. Somehow we're going back and forth between now and six hundred million years ago. And it's the future. No wonder that, it's no wonder that uh that these creatures are so advanced that they didn't master some form of time travel. Um so I'm not surprised, but a little surprised, but no, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to pick one of you. One, two, three. Four. Who's Nigel? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Oh, it is Nigel. <laughs> but he's not here. Where did he go? Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm hoping um, you want to wait. You want to wait for a minute and hope he comes back. Let's see. You know, it'll just become Elmer. Elmer. You're watch. You're standing, thinking, "What's everyone going to do here?" And when this flash of light and everything changes and twists, and you've, you're very close to the edge, and you back away, you 
and it drops to the ground. I'm sorry, what what hits me? So, something hits you. Just bang. Oh. Hit, you've got your, your thick clothing on, so it, it doesn't hurt you. Mm -hmm. And um, you look down, it's like a this like an apple seed. It's about that big. Oh, big apples. Yeah. Now, might I ask, do any of you have any of those strange rocks and stones that you found in the cave? Yeah, I think I do. I've, I've got one. I think I've got one, too. Yes, I think that Elmer, I think yours is the right one too. Your uh -oh. time just keeps stopping. <laughs> Am I still here? No, nope, you stopped. I stopped. You said you said Elmer oh. has, and then well, it, you saw a flash of blue light, and then I stopped. Now I'm back. Yeah. Um. So Elmer, uh, the the little stone thing that you found embedded in the wall. Yeah. It's glow in your pocket, wherever you're keeping it. Mm -hmm. You feel it's getting hot, not uncomfortably hot, but warm. You can feel in that pocket warmth. Okay. In in relation to the timing of this thing hitting me, or in the timing of the light flashing, or after the thing hit you, after the thing hit you. Uh, yeah, I will just bend down and look at it. I'm not going to touch it yet. But I'm going to look at it. It's just, it's like this strange, like I said, apple seed without the point. I mean, more of the shape, uh, shaped uh, thing. Looks like a rock, like it's, a stone, like a water water washed stone. Okay, I'll pick it up and put it in my other pocket. Okay. All right. Well, the other thing stays warm. Um, who's, who's by me? Captain. Yeah. Did you, did you see what just hit me? Was it a stone or something? Yeah, I, I don't, or a stone or a seat or something. Can you, can you hold on to it for a second? I'm going to walk away and see if this sensation of warmth goes away. Well, um, yes, yes, if you want me to, yes. So I'm just going to hand it to him, and I'm going to walk towards him. Okay. start walking away. It's a small, matte, black, opal kind of thing. And it, as you walk away, Captain Sugden, you actually feel that it, 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 it there's no change in it. It's just a, this rock thing in your hand. But uh, you, Elmer, as you walk away, the, the stone actually starts to cool again. Okay. I thought. Did it, did it do anything? It, it does. It yep. seems like. Oh, sorry, go like ahead. The, the, the other object seems like it's uh, getting cooler again. And I'll start walking back towards him again. I don't know what to make of it. They seem connected. What, what, what do you think? It is some sort of elder thing um, eating device or a. I was going to say a hand warmer, but they haven't got hands. They? I mean, yeah, I'm not really complaining because the warmth feels good out here. Maybe, maybe we're, we're reading too much into it. Maybe that's just what it's for. Maybe these two things are just some sort of heating device or something. Right. Yeah. Seems rather curious that this this thing though just sort of fell out of nowhere. 
don't think it was attracted by the stone, do you? Am I back, guys? What am I talking about? It's just a stone. You're back. Yeah, we can see you. Wow. Man, things are all messed up over here. Um, I sent you a couple of messages and stuff. Does anyone else in the group have one of these stones? I do. Uh, there are different kinds of stones. There are the ones that look like coins, and then there are the ones that were... There's only two of the other ones. Okay. So I do believe Jerry has the other one. Or, sorry, Nigel has the other one. He's gone. Oh. We can hold. Don't, don't I have a, one of the stars? Stars are different. They're, they, the stars were placed on top of the, the right. dead creatures. There were the coins, which they look like five-sided objects. Right. Um, you, you determine they were probably some kind of coin currency. But then there were, there's another type of stone that Elmer found that was larger, more like four inches The one across. in the cave. Yes. Right. There was a, okay. He found it embedded in the wall with the fossils, and it seems to get as you best can determine, the closer it becomes to the, is this egg, this opalescent kind of strange dark thing, uh, the warmer it gets. Hmm. Well, if you don't mind, Captain, I'd like it back to help keep me warm. Yes, yes, here, here you go, yes. Thank you. Probably, probably best if you don't put them in the same pocket, just in case. I mean, it might be, it could be a bomb or something. I mean, I don't oh, know right. how, but... You know, sorry, I'm I'm a I'm a sapper. It's uh, my, my first thought with anything is that it might be a bomb. <laughs> it uh, is. Yes, yes. Be careful. I'll put it in the other coat pocket. My other coat pocket. It, the, your outside pockets, right? Love your jacket. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Do I see anything? If I take it out and hold it like up to the sun, do I? Can I see through it or see anything that way or no? No. Okay. Like a sandwash stone, but a little more opalescent. Okay. Mm. My hands are nice and toasty. Uh, outside of the game, uh, where Jerry is located, is it like stormy there or something? I don't know. He hadn't said anything to us earlier. Oh, okay. Okay. But he just now said that it's all messed up, so I don't know what that means. Well, that could be anything. <laughs> You guys live in the states. It could be anything. Trump. Could be Trump. Could be weather. Could be hurricanes. Who knows? Um. Okay. Well, I'll just continue for now, I guess. Um. So you're down. You're heading towards the uh, obelisk. The rest of you have now reached the ice ramp. So, if everyone could just make a lock roll. I think it's clear where he is. All right, I can fail this. <clears throat> oh, shit. Shoot. Yep, pass that. Pass that. A, a 12 right, out of a 45. Yeah, I rolled it for Nigel. He got a 24, damn him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you all make it. Uh, to the midpoint, and I'll just assume you make it the rest of the way. There's enough of you together holding ropes and whatever you need to do, and Captain Sugden pointing and yelling and stop running, whatever. Uh, and the rest of the, uh, the Acacia Lexington and the BM party have made it down as well. So you are 
at the bottom, and you can see Cap, uh, not Cap, you can see Dr. Lindenbrook off in the distance walking straight towards the obelisk. And uh, God, Dr. Lindenbrook, you're, you're getting closer, so you're, you're there first. I'll just say you've arrived at the obelisk. Okay. Um, what do you wish to do? Well, I'm baffled. Is there a door? Is there, uh, does, about, does it come like straight down to the ground and stop? Well, it's, it's a very large ancient building. Uh, you're a little awestruck by standing by it at first. Uh, there's very little that is delicate. And, and you look around, you're just sort of walking around, um, trying to figure out what there could be. Um, as, as, you, as you do walk closer, you do see, ha, ha, yes, there is an entranceway. And it is, uh, it's, in, it's, it's on the side. It doesn't actually say which side of the building. I guess it would probably be the side you're coming from, come to think of it. And yes, so there is definitely uh, a doorway uh, or an archway or yeah, a ramp leading uh, leading down, slightly down from the outside, the about thirty degrees, just like the ramp that you took before that went down into the underworld of beneath okay. the city. No handholds, no railings that you can see. Uh, there's ridges every hand width down the length to actually afford some kind of uh, grippiness. So you're not, it's not s slick. Well, I'm going to go carefully and slowly with my my uh, notepad ready to uh, you know display, uh, and I'm looking everywhere. I'm looking up and all around, make sure there's nothing going to swoop down on me. Mm -hmm. uh, once I get inside the door, what's it look like? Uh, once you get inside the doorway, one of the first things you notice is it's warmer. You can feel it on your your exposed face. Uh, warmer than the air outside, even though there's no door, it's just an open entranceway. Uh, so it's probably close to the freezing point of water, so it's zero degrees, just okay. if you estimate. Um, uh, it's very smooth entranceway and no decorations. 32 oh, degrees 32. for the people in the United States. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> that which actually probably feels quite comfortable considering what we've been going mm -hmm. through. Compared, um, yeah, you could. Um, what, when I look up inside, what's it look like? Uh, it's actually right now you're just in the entry entryway and it's okay. a long passageway leading into the, into the actual uh, building itself. Okay. So I'm going to, once I'm just going to proceed slowly and carefully. Okay. Well, uh, this, it, listening. Hopefully sorry. there's no mute. If I hear any movement or sound mm -hmm. or anything. I'm just being very cautious. Yeah, it's, it's like three yards high, two yards wide. Um, there's a corridor stretching directly deep into the depths of the uh, the tower itself. Okay. Uh, you see that it's 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 actually the archway itself that you enter. It's it's actually at the top of another ramp that goes down as you end, as you go in farther. So there's a there's a downward going ramp and a corridor uh, beyond that leads. To 20 feet towards the center of the tower. So the stones uh, are smooth and clean. There's like slick pittings here and there along the surface and frost is settled inside the building itself. Uh, it grows thicker the more you move in because of the moist, warm air that you're encountering. Okay. There's wisps of fog and just motionless fog just sort of hanging there. Uh, no illumination though. So I assume you have a flashlight of some sort? Yes. Okay. I've got right. a gun too, but my gun. Yes. Pulled. 
Um, I'm going to move to the center of the room, and if nothing happens for a couple seconds, then I'm going to go down the ramp. Okay. Uh, now, the rest of you have now arrived within about 100 feet or so. Uh, assuming you saw Dr. Lindenbrook enter, there was a there was definitely uh, something like you were about seven minutes behind him because he had a little bit of trouble on the ramp, six or seven minutes. Uh, you can see that there's an entryway that he went in, goes on a very you know, 30 degree angle slope into the building itself. So he is already in there. When we go in, do we see him or has he gone out of sight? Well, that depends. Dr. Lindenbrook, when you go in a little bit, uh, you say towards where you assume to be the center of the tower to be, right. you, you actually see there's a, there's a narrow hall. Open. It opens into a lightless hemispherical chamber, about 10 yards across, five yards high. The stones are on. Mm. Ceiling, but almost a foot thick. Uh, and the air is above the melting point of, of, of ice right now. So it's actually a fair bit warmer. But I still haven't seen anything or heard anything moving. moving. You haven't, no. Um, there's, there's, if there's any decorations in walls or anything that would mark directions, there's nothing like that. Um, there's another tall, narrow archway breaking the smooth curve of the dome to the left. Oh, sorry, left. Uh, and beyond it, the, you see like there's another, uh, like I said, there is something going down as well. So down and up, you have two choices. And but, uh, could you do a spot hidden while you're yeah. standing there? Yeah. Twenty-five. Okay. You see a pile of something um, over the corner, um, but I'll leave you to go look at that while they are deciding what to do. So everyone um, else, you you know he's in the building. Um, he's in. You haven't heard anything coming from the uh, the entry, uh, the building itself, sort of the obelisk, but uh, I assume you're all going in? Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, as I described to, to uh, Dr. Lindenbrook, it is a passageway 30 degrees downward into the building itself. Uh, you, The smooth walls, smooth floor, it's much warmer, like... Uh, 32 degrees Fahrenheit uh, as you enter. You can feel it right at the entryway. As soon as you pass into the building, warmth. And the farther in you get, warmer and warmer. And there's frost built up on the walls and ceiling. And uh, the farther in you get, the moister the air is, and the more of that frost and such is built up. So in the distance, you can see a flashlight, uh, like the, the light of a flashlight moving around. And uh, you do actually catch up with Dr. Lindenbrook, and he is now examining a pile of, uh, as you get closer, Dr. Lindenbrook, you see them to be the discarded um, cloaks made by the elder things. Okay. Do I hear the others coming now? Yes, there's, they're trudging behind you. Damn it. Nigel's surprisingly silent. He must be awestruck by everything. <laughs> That's amazing. He must have suffered some sort of breakdown. <laughs> he fell on the he banged his head on the ice ramp. Mm. So I I see the others and I'm like <sighs> I say I haven't seen anybody. Nobody's here. 
They must be in some other part of this building. Um, you guys see that he's looking at some elder thing parkas too. How many of them are there? Is it possible to tell? It looks like two. two. Two of them. So some of the elder things must have made it here. And they're might, but might they might just be trying to turn on the lights, you know. Let's. Uh, where'd that noise come from? <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna just immediately go towards. You said the. Uh, you said there's one going up and one going down. Yes. I'm gonna try going up. The okay. things fly. Maybe they're up up in a rookery up above somewhere. Could you do a track roll? Sure. I got an 85. I don't think that works. Uh, yeah, I got a there, 40 in track. I use there's a lot of footprints, a lot of markings on the floor, a lot of... There's been a lot of movement. That's all you can really tell. Okay. But occasionally I can see that triangular sort of foot yes. from there. Yeah. So I'm heading up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they right. can see me. Are they going to come with me? What are you guys? What are the rest of you doing? Well, I'm. I'm. Um, I suggest we follow Doctor Lindenbrook because I, I. I don't think splitting up would be a good move. Um, oh, we're back with him now. You've yeah. caught well, up. We're, we're in the tower. He's over there. Look. You know, Doctor Lindenbrook. If you really want to meet these things. Why don't we bring them to us? I'm going to whisper to Nigel. He's lost his mind. <laughs> I'm sure they already know we're here. Just scream. <laughs> I'm sure that will come later. <laughs> All right. So I'm walking up. Okay. But, uh, I assume the rest of you are doing as well. Uh, nobody wants obviously to pick up the elder thing cloaks and try them on <laughs> they're too big for you anyways uh the arched hallway that rises upward uh it's fairly steep smooth curve passing almost a quarter away around the tower's circumference um and you're 60 feet up before the end of it uh no breaks no side tunnels nothing uh the ramp floor inclines uh own ribs rounded and sometimes broken just due to age, uh, are laid out across the ramp every hand's length or so. So which makes climb a little easier for you. It's not totally smooth. Um, but all the way up the center of the ramp is deeply recessed and worn smooth. So things have been moving up and down this for millennia. Uh, so it's a bit of a struggle. The first 15 yards are particularly slippery and difficult. Uh, so could everybody do a luck or a climb roll to avoid slipping I shall. Uh, I shall opt for climb roll. Mm -hmm. Give me a sec. I got to reload my Whoa. sheet now. Twenty-eight. I'm gonna go to climb. I, I got a seventeen. Um, I actually rolled a ninety-nine. <laughs> I'm gonna oh. go for. I'm gonna go for luck. Even though I have climb, I'm going for luck. I was going for climb, which I have a sixty in, but thirty-nine. Thirty-two. So I'm. I'm good. All right, Dr. Hawk, you just slide back down to the bottom of the ramps. You have to 
try again to catch up to them. You're on your we're back all, like a we're, turtle. Ah, I never thought about that. Yes, you're, you actually don't, um, you don't disappear. You're bo and Jeff as well. Sorry, uh, Elmer, you, you both slip, but you're caught by the others. So I, I would assume you don't drag the rest of them down, but you have to get up and, uh, between the bunch of you, you're able to uh, escort or pull the others up. Uh, as you're going up, um, everybody notices again, the air is getting warmer again. Uh, so by the top of this ramp, you're at 80 degrees Fahrenheit. It's hot mm. and damp. I, I also wanted to interject that I am not tied to the others because I started up oh, yes. before they yes. got to me. You did, yes, yes. Um, in through your nose, you can smell a foul smell of like rotting flowers, mm -hmm. and it's actually you're finding it very uncomfortable to be in eighty degree temperatures wearing what you're right. wearing. I'm curious if the air is good. So I, I, you say I can smell it, but can I breathe? Um, I remove the the air pressure doesn't increase inside, but when you take it off, like you don't, it, it, the air feels the same. If you can assume, you can feel the thickness of the air. It doesn't when you take off the mask, you can breathe. So there's air. There's air. You you can actually breathe. You don't need to. It smells horrible, but you can breathe. Well, I, I started to say back down to them. The, the smell is bad, but there's oxygen up here. You can breathe. Really? Oh. Smells like, smells like it's a sort of fungal, like like rotting plants. That's oh. weird. It smells like my father's gardening trousers. <laughs> what are you doing, smelling your father's gardening trousers? Oh, it's it, it's an old tradition or a, or an old charter or something. It, it, we we have to. It goes with the house. <laughs> it's an old tradition. A yearly thing. Yes. First day of spring. You have to line up and smell the trousers. Sniff my trousers, Daddy. Sniff them. You boy, smell the trousers. It's an English thing. I don't expect you to understand. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, as you're rising, as you're going up, um, Acacia Lexington, um, she's holding back a little bit. Uh, she's not entirely comfortable in this building, uh, but not saying very much at all. She's got a rifle slung outside her park, a pistol in her pants, park. She already showed you. Uh, Dr. Meyer, however, he's getting very excited. He's, he's, he, says, he says, I want to find anything we can find in here. Writings, anything about art, history, the photographs, rubbings, anything we can do. I, we've got to find your, your, your boss, of course. But, uh, but I mean, the others have been here. They wrote about this. There are things they wrote about. I want to see these things. And this ramp, I mean, those winged creatures, like you say, Dr. Lindenbrook, they must love the heights it's definitely the way we should be going yes yes we got, we've got to go that way and mr Priestley's hanging back he's he's not a hero certainly not uh not wanting to you know be up front with the rest 
Um, I have my suspicions of what's going on here, but I'm not going to voice them. So, um, is it flat now where I am? Well, you're you're muted, Sean. No, you just couldn't hear me because it was secret words. Um, <laughs> yes, you, you reach the. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. You get to the top, and there's a. It opens up uh, to a large chamber, dimly lit. Uh, there's a reddish glow from somewhere. It's it's kind of like in a cave where there's luminescent mm -hmm. mold. You don't really know where it's coming from at first. Um, you can see the edge of a sweeping dome, uh, but there are carvings. Mm. Uh, you you got cut off. There are carvings. You said that's the yeah. Last thing we got. Actually, the funny thing is, I said and no sound, and then you say I was cut off. That's what I was oh. saying. Um, so so you, okay. it's a it's a dome circular chamber, hundred feet across. The arch of the dome rises about eight feet from the floor at the edges to about forty feet in the center, and there's five ramps angling up around the edge from below and a large shaft or pit beneath the center of the dome. And there's a narrow arched opening in the dome's eastern wall. It's the only other visible exit from the room. And it's hot and dry now in this room with a faint foul that stinks that odor of rotting vegetation or some sort. Well, we've seen the pits before. Mm -hmm. Are they like the pits that we've seen before? Uh, not quite, not exactly. Um, I have the funny feeling that creatures that are more intelligent than us far into the future, that they might be watching us and, and we just can't see where they're watching us from. So I'm going to have my, my pad and as I'm walking, I'm just holding it up in front of me in case something can see it. Maybe they'll just say, why is that monkey holding that thing up mm -hmm. or whatever, but I'm heading towards the center thing. You're well, as you're doing that, your foot scuffs something uneven on the floor, and you you step back and you shine a light down, and you see on the floor, it's a map cut in stone, and it depicts the region around the tower as it might have looked um, when there was no ice. Uh, shadings are done with different changes in texture rather than color, and uh, there's it's very artistic. It's very extremely detailed and precise hmm. and it's almost like th it's almost three-dimensional when you look at it just the way that it, it's been carved into the floor well it is three-dimensional because it's a carving but i mean it, it actually yeah. looks odd um the hills and valleys are clearly shown um, the tower is marked with a small deeply incised symbol halfway towards the room's eastern doorway and other different symbols can be found at various points around the rim of the chamber okay i see there's a there's some sort of a map up here Whoever's got their camera should take pictures of this. Priestley comes rushing up with uh, with Meyer, and they uh, they start uh, doing their best to take photos with the flash bulbs. Of course, they're getting that ready, the flash pan, whatever they have back then. Um, it's in excellent condition. Parts of the map have been eroded away, like a yard-wide path that leads from the southwestern ramp to the center well. Um, it's been worn quite a bit. And it's just obviously something's been walking through there constantly over the centuries. And the arc of the dome, as you look up, is covered in a set of sweeping spiral bands that start at the edge, and uh, they gracefully swirl inwards to a fresco in the center. And uh, it depicts a tall, slender tower touching the sky with bolts of lightning, or you assume lightning, uh, while the deep pit 
knot. And like strange knot at the very in this pit. And it seems to be that the power lines go out in all directions from this knot. Hmm. And, and it, it, this story, there's like a bit of a story told. Um, it's it's like, again, it's like there's stories or pictograms. You follow it moving towards the center. There's a story told. Uh, you'd have to take time to read it, though, to, to understand it. And well, as I'm, you're looking... I'm, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm just continuing to head towards the center. And hopefully mm -hmm. encounter something or someone or. Well, the room is empty. You can, yeah, there's there's ramps coming up, but the exit is like this eastern archway. It, it, you see in the eastern eastern archway as you approach it, there's another tunnel you can see as you get close beyond that. Okay. So there's there's nothing that we see in this room except for, the map, the glowing. Well. As you move, you do see that there is a, a well-like pit in the center of the chamber. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's very deep. Like you haven't seen this like from below, but the shaft of the pit goes down hundreds of feet. You don't know. It's it, there is there's a there's orange glow seems to be emanating from that down below as well, and uh, there's steep. Oh, sorry, a yard-wide ramp spiraling steeply counterclockwise against the side of the shaft down into the distance down below. Down into the distance. Hmm. Well, I'm, I've come up to that spot, and I'm just looking down. I'm going to wait for the others to catch up to me now. Okay. You've all caught up now. I mean, he's, he's just staring down into this hole in the floor. Well, was, so we can't see anything down there? No. This other exit you're talking about to the east? Mm-hmm. If I understood you right, we came in at the bottom of the tower and we went up. So yes. does that mean this exit exits out into the air? Well, it's uh, no, no, sorry. The tower is like 500 plus feet high. Mm -hmm. So this, this, so this hole goes down. No, we're talking about the ex exit leaving. leaving oh, the, the eastern room. exit. Yeah, the, the the central hall is in the middle of the tower. Like the tower's out here, this hall that you've reached is in the center. So there's an exit on the other side. That's the, the, another passageway. Oh, okay. So there's still a lot out. Yeah, this okay. room is not the only room at the top of the tower. So we're just in in an internal room. Then. Okay. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're just in an internal room. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. I don't want to go down there. Is there any loose rocks or detritus on the floor? Wasos, yeah, something must have come loose over time. We we didn't get any of that. Oh, there's there's definitely you, you'd find like the, a little piece of rock or something from the worn pathway. Something must have come knocked knocked loose. Yeah, pick a piece of rock up and drop it down the hole. Why would you do that? Why not? Why not? Maybe there's somebody down there. You're going to hit him in the head. I'm assuming it's some form of energy thing. And and you just blow up the whole planet because you dropped a rock. <laughs> a rock. <laughs> Haven't you seen Star Wars? I mean, uh... <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> uh, it, the rock goes down, and I would assume that it. it after a little, a few seconds, it goes tick, 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 because air, you know, wind resistance right. is not a perfectly, you know, 
smooth stone. It bounces around a bit. Eventually, you, you, you hear what you think is it hitting the bottom. Is there any explosions? No. No explosions. Shut up, Lyndon Brooke. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a shove and let you go down and see if there's any damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head towards that other door. See what we find. <laughs> All right. Um so you see Priestley's getting a little bit excitable about this. He's uh Priestley is um he says, look, a ramp. This is another one. This is this is bizarre. He said, this is... And, and Priestly says, yeah, this, this is supposed to be a ruin up there, isn't it? Isn't that what you said? And the monsters, the monsters left their coats down there. This is an old ruined building. We should... If they're here, we should probably go down. Well, let's finish exploring up here first. And uh, Meyer, Meyer says, ah, It's warm up here. You may do it. Why would they be down yeah, there? You, all right, all right. She said, Lexington said, the, the Priestley says, "Don't say it. I'll come along." But I just, I don't, I don't want to split the split the group. I don't want to split the group. But I just, if we want to go up, we want to go up. Need you know, he's got his camera. He's rolling, he's where, taking pictures and such. Where is the heat emanating from? Is it just like warm air, or is there some kind of machinery that's hot, or a stone that's providing the heat? It's the the air inside is just hot. I mean, there's that is just so weird. Because yep. the air is very thin, and now it's hot. Mm -hmm. And you're getting very uncomfortable in your your clothing, by the way. Everybody's starting to unzip things unconsciously, take their gloves and put them in their pockets. It's it's getting quite warm. And right. over the hole, the, the heat's not emanating from the hole, is it? I mean, I'm not feeling warm gust of air coming up out of the hole when I drop the rock in there, right? Well, take... If you assume you take your glove off, you hold it over the hole and you move it out and hold, um, you do notice a bit of difference. Like it does feel like it may not be like air rushing out of the out of the pit, but out of the hole rather. But yeah, there is a difference in temperature between the air okay, above so, and just inside. So whatever's down below yeah. is creating heat that's warming up the room. That's fine. I just wanted to know where the heat was coming from. Mm -hmm. Well, the other path just. Yeah, I'm not Sorry. seeing. I'm not. I'm not seeing any machinery, so I'm just like, well, where's the heat come from? Yeah, and the other passageway, you don't seem to feel any difference in heat from that necessarily. All right. So let's explore the other passageway. Okay. Uh, everybody seems to agree. Doctor Myers is very excited about this. Um, this is where he wants to go as well. Again, unlit, and it's getting. As you pass into the passageway, ah, there you go. Temperature change. It's stiflingly hot in there. Uh, there's a, there is some breeze coming out of the area you were just in, so it actually feels a little bit, uh, a little bit of a breeze due to the air difference and uh, sorry, temperature difference. But it, it doesn't. You you now you're at the point where you have to unzip your multiple layers of clothing because it's just very hot. We're gonna we're gonna end up having to strip before this is over. To go much farther, we're gonna have to take off these coats and boots and Arctic gear. I'm going no further than my waistcoat. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> I'm already half naked. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm too curious. I'm, I'm probably not concerned about my heat and, and discomfort, but I will be in a few minutes when I start passing out. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very hot, and you, 
I mean, you probably don't have much water with you. You're just noting that. Well, um, the, the ramp thing. inside the passage. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the scary thing is, is nobody brought a change of clothes, so it's the the coats and all that. It's all we got. Yeah. I I say to Doctor uh, uh, Doctor Hawk, I'm like, I, I just look at him and I'm like, brood chamber. You think it's getting hotter because they're they're growing their own? We'll see. Some reason why it's so hot. I'm I thinking, hope it's not. I'm um, thinking brood chamber. I was going to say, well, you've. Okay, at this point, you've let us uh, this far ahead. You can scuttle off in front of us again <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I, I I will. And uh, I go. I, go well, I can't even guess what it, what. It, you know what it could be. This is just beyond. At this point, natural. at this point, my character is pretty much. I'm got to find out what's going on here, yeah. <laughs> and I'm probably going to die. But I'm too, too curious to worry about it at the moment. Do we? Do we still smell the the rotting vegetation? Oh yeah, you, you can still. Sm do we smell anything like methane? Methane doesn't actually smell, but you mean. It's just rot. Fecal matter. Um, it's more like a like a compost kind of. Yeah, kind of a sour, uh, mm -hmm. dead grass, uh, dead leaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm just worried that it's creating methane. Well, whip out your tricorder. Whoops. Sorry. Ah, just no... a match. <laughs> or a match. Bird in a cage. <laughs> Um, no, there's no, you, you don't, it's, it's, it's more like a compost kind of smell. It's nothing overpowering, nothing, you're not, you don't feel lightheaded or anything like that. Um, the, the ramp is pretty steep inside the, the passageway and it has the same ribbing on the floor to make it easier to walk. Uh, the floor is smooth and dry. Uh, lots of footsteps have worn this away over time. Um, millennia, like ages and ages, this is like ancient side of mountain kind of wearing away, not uh, stairs. I mean, this is really old. Climbs right. up right. over the top. You know, you assume you're going up higher than the top of this hall that you've just been in. Does a full circle, and then it spirals right to the center of the tower. Uh, so you, you, you actually, there's another area here that I have to get to here. Um, so, Sorry, my pages are really funny. Uh, now, the t walls of the tunnel open up in this one area that you, you reach, and uh, it, it, there's five vertical chambers that fan out from the core. So you can see there's chambers coming off from the core. And uh, it's like the petals of a flower is the best way to describe it. And uh, it's, it's a strange it's a strange shape. It, it's like you can still see there's something odd in the center. And it's it's something like a thousand prismatic uh, crystals. Hmm. It's like this strange, um, it's, it's hard to describe. You're looking at it, the, the, your vision kind of shifts about because of the reflections off of it. And there's, there's sort of shapes moving and uh, there's darkness <laughs> at the edge of your vision, but you can see that there's something there. And um, yeah. We're not at the top of the tower, right? No, no. So this is not the blue light that's emanating from the top, right? 
No. Okay. But it's a, it's a it's a big crystal. Yes. This is a lot. Is it glowing? Uh, it's it's it's. Well, you you've seen crystals growing when you were at school or whatever, where people would grow crystals from water. No, no. glowing. Glowing. Oh, I'm sorry. Not growing. Um, there is a light to it, but it's not the same as the blue light. It's not the red light. This is kind of a uh, just flickering, rippling. Hmm. So there is a light to it, yes. Does it and ever go out? No. As... You said there are five passages leading out of here vertically? Well, at the top of ramps. Yeah, there's ramps, yes. There's passages connected to this. This is a long shot, but and I don't even know. I'm guessing archaeology. Does anybody have archaeology? Is anybody schooled in archaeology in our group? Well, I've got 40%. I'm just curious as would you say that this building is as old as the city? We've already gone over that. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. It's impossible to tell, but. Okay. I asked about the architecture. Um, how, yeah. How would we ever know? <laughs> We're not. Archaeology doesn't really tell us that. As you're, as you're looking at this, um, one, two. Captain Sugden, yes. you, as you're looking at this strange crystalline structure in the middle of the room, uh, you start to see things happen. And it's, it's, it's nothing, I mean, I'm, I'm just assuming you're, everyone notices you're looking a little weird and you're describing it. Um, you hear scraps of words. You're sort of, what, what? That doesn't make any sense. Um, from coming coming from the the crystal structure, not necessarily. Like they seem to be originating from the crystals, but they seem to be coming around. It's it's a it's a you know that it's you know yourself these are coming from the crystals, but you don't know how they're coming into your ears because they don't seem to be coming from the direction of the crystals. It's an odd, it's an odd. If someone was talking to you and you're looking at them, but their voice is coming from over there, and it doesn't make sense to you. What are, what are these voices saying? Can I understand what they're saying? No, not really. It's just a lot of sounds, like talking. Yeah, but it's it's recognizable as a language, but not a yes. language I understand. Yes. Um. Could you do an idea roll? Indeed, I could. Oh, sorry. <laughs> would you? <laughs> uh, ninety-nine. Out of fifty-five, you have, you have no I'm pretty, idea. I'm pretty certain this is Welsh. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> Lots of consonants. Could be the occasional Dutch. Might be double Dutch. But a da. Greek. Um. Is is the crystal moving, or is it just stationary? It's stationary. Okay. Wait, if it's a crystal, okay, you say it's glowing, but is it like sending out 
like you know in a prism you know when you put light in the prism it shines a beam out is it is there any beams like touching the floor or is it just a, no. a soft glow it's just a soft glow okay it's a reflections rippling light um i'm i'm gonna all, touch it you can touch it i'm gonna reach out it's very sturdy it. does it feel mm -hmm. it's very sturdy cold? no no I don't like no, suddenly it's just, disappear it's, and go somewhere else. <laughs> it's room temperature. No, no. It's room temperature. And it doesn't react well, to my it's touch? it's temperature of the room. No. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Shine Is there light in it. Is there anywhere else to go? Well, there's five rooms going off this. But Captain Sugden, could you please leave your headphones on while everyone takes theirs off? All right. Give us a thumbs up when you're ready. Nick? Yes. Oh, you're there. Good. All right, yes, everyone's yes. got their headphones off. Okay, good. Um, you are now starting to make out something that's being told to you. It's not that it's being told to you. You're actually just coming to the realization of something. Y you start to feel like your body is not your body. You feel like you're having a little bit of difficulty staying upright, but because of your upbringing and your military background, you do force yourself to stay upright. Um, you, you do have this feeling that you know something about this structure that you're in, but you know you can't tell the others quite yet. It's, there's something about the building that there's, it's a controlling mechanism for some kind of a cage. That there's some kind of a creature unbelievable power and malevolence and uh, it's already starting to escape that something is off with this cage and this structure is the cage that is holding this creature in check and this is like the crystalline structure is telling you this in a very roundabout way that there is something something happening that, in, that is causing this cage to fail Is, is there is there does it does it impart any information about what what this thing is that's held beneath it? Why it holds it? How it holds it? You feel it's malevolent. You the the words a god seems to to be the best way you can describe it. There's something that you, you know something about the matrices were destroyed in ancient cataclysm at one part. Um, the living parts that hold it together have are, have only lasted a little while. You find collapse. Oh, oh, sorry. You froze, you froze back? after a little while. Oh, okay. After, after a little while, things have been put back together somewhat. Uh, there are parts that need to be replaced. Uh, the people that service it are not here to service uh, the, the creatures, the, the, it's not being serviced the way it needs to be serviced. It's just that something something has to be replaced and uh, it's been replaced a little bit now and again over the centuries, but you know, if it, nothing will survive if this entity breaks free. And the, the, this thing, and the best word you can come up with it is the, a construct. It needs to be made whole and strong to protect the world. And the, whatever this thing is, it, it, it 
it is keeping in check, if it gets loose, it's going to destroy the entire. Frozen again. If this, can you hear me? Yes. 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 If, if, if this thing gets loose, it will destroy the world. And this is, this cage is malfunctioning. Oh, good God. And you know that there's certain things need to be done to keep the cage in check, but you, you can't tell the others of this completely yet. You know that the time will, you will know the right time. And then you sort of waft back into reality. Sorry, I do I, do I actually know what the things are that need to be done? Or do no. I just have the feeling that I will know at some point? You will know at some point that something needs to be done to to at least partially repair for for a millennia or two. Which to you, it's like, well, that's a long time. But for this the construct itself, the repairs that have to be made will not be permanent. So it's something that will need to be managed over time. And you now know this information, and you're, you feel heavy with the information that it's it's weighing down on you. This 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 knowledge that something has to be done. You'll know soon what it is, but when the time comes, you'll have to make that decision to to save the save what needs to be saved in this construct to make it function again, at least for a, a time period. And I don't, I don't feel like you, I'm being yeah. controlled by something when I'm, I'm learning this. It's, it's no, more so you sort of lost control. So you didn't, more, you weren't being controlled. Like just like a passive process of mm -hmm. just sort of surrendering to information. Yes, you sort of like felt like moved towards it. You're mentally towards it. Your mind was closer to it than you physically were, and you gain the information, and then now you're back. Okay, so I'm going to have to bring them back because okay. it's, it's that quick. Okay. Okay. Do we notice something weird about yes. Captain Sugden? You notice he sort of stands to attention in military fashion. He drops his, his arms to his side and he stands to attention. And it's, it's, it, you, you think, what's he doing? It's almost comical at first, like he's acting like someone's giving him a dressing down on the parade square. And he stands to attention, his eyes are getting wider and wider and unblinking. And just as fast as that happens, he sort of becomes himself again, shakes his arms a bit, steps around a bit, and then go, just sort of now it's him. What do you do? <laughs> now Captain, you are in Captain control of yourself, Captain Sugden. Are, are you okay, Captain Sugden? Uh, um, I'm, I'm really not entirely sure. Um, I, um, I, I don't, I don't really know how to how, how to describe what happened. I, I was going to say something, but it's it's not that something spoke to me. Um, I can't really explain it. I just know something. Well, this, we, this... we've guessed that these creatures are telepathic. Maybe they're trying to communicate with you. This, this thing, this, this, this construct, it, 
it's 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 a cage. It's it's designed to to keep something underneath imprisoned here. And it's desperately, desperately important that that thing doesn't get out because if it does get out, it will destroy the entire world. Well, hell, if the if the seriously advanced race is keeping it hostage because it's dangerous, then I'm all for leaving it alone. That seems... If you think that you've been contacted somehow by them, they may be warning us not to, you know, we may have stumbled into some place that we don't know what it's for. We should believe them. I don't know. There's no other reason. I mean, Captain Sugden, you, you know, you, there's no reason whatsoever for you to make this up. So it's, it's, I just, I can't. Let's, let's immediately leave. Let's go down. We're, we're in the wrong place then. And everybody try to think, try to think happy thoughts. Try to think that we're tr that we want to communicate with them, that we want to be friends. Think these kind of thoughts. Maybe they can hear us thinking. Maybe they are communicating. No, 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 no. But it's, it's. I can't. Is a warning us not to go any further? Well, then the best way for us to go is back the way we came. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to start going up. You want to go up? I'm not going to discuss it. I'm just going to start going up. All right, follow uh, him. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's follow him. Not going to let okay. me alone. Okay. Um... Uh, no, not Nigel. Sorry. Uh, uh, Elmer, um, you feel a heat in your pocket. Okay. That stone that uh, warmed up as you had that other thing, the mm -hmm. apple seed kind of thing. Uh, it's getting warmer in your pocket. Uh, I'll yell up to. I don't know how far ahead of me, how far ahead of me he is, but. Captain, there might be something up ahead. Be careful. What? Uh... And mine's not warming up? Yes, yours is as well. I'm sorry. Yes, I forgot you had one. What, what are you guys talking about? Hey, this funny stone is getting hot. It's getting hot? That's very strange. Um, is it? Look at it. I mean, is it glowing? No, it's just very. It's 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 as warm as the inside of your body. That's how warm it is. I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit. Thirty-seven point five Celsius. Ninety-eight point six. Okay. Yeah, but it's hotter than that in the room. Well, you said it's about eighty in the room, isn't it? Didn't you? Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. You know, did anyone happen to think twice now we've seen this huge flash up in the sky where we had that time distortion thing? Yes. Do we, we're like right in the middle of this tower where that thing might have originated. Do we want to be this close to some unknown power energy source? 
Maybe that's what those crystals are. I'm saying this as we're following Captain Sugman on that. At this point, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we're explorers. I'm just going to follow Arthur. He's okay. obviously got he's obviously got some inside information going on in his head. Something he's got to get out. Let's find out. I'm not going to leave him alone. I'm going to take my rifle off my shoulder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Acacia Lexington and the others do the same. They they have their weapons at the ready. Man, I've had my pistol in my hand since we landed. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is another passage on the other side with a ramp going upwards again. And the five rooms, just as you pass, there's nothing in those rooms. Okay. Now, Sugden is ahead of me. Mm -hmm. You know, out of curiosity, does Arthur look normal? I mean, he's just, he's just sauntering through the room. Or does he look possessed, like he has no control over what's going on? Does he like seem to be in a daze? Do you have psychology? No, but I have eyeballs. <laughs> well, he looks very firm in his convictions to continue walking ahead of you. I have 10% psychology. I'll make a roll. Why not? I'm not going to win any awards or anything. R ruin your good roll on a... Sorry, 20. On a win. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, all you can tell just looking at him is he looks very convicted. He, he's 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 very sure of himself. He knows, what, but he is walking a little slower than normal. It's like he's walking with purpose, making sure he's going right where he wants to go. I'm going to stay close to him in case he decides to jump or something. Okay. And Meyer is getting excited. He goes, "Look at this! Look at this!" He says. The crystal altar is gone, but it must have been right here. See, the two doorways with the vines, they, this is the very room described by Arthur Pym. And that means, you know, you know what that means to us? What does that mean to us, says, says Priestley? He says, that means Herr Starkweather was almost certainly taken into one of these three rooms to be murdered. The German, uh, he sounds very blunt, and he says, what we must do is see if we're too late to save him. And what if we are, Acacia says, well... Well, then we must make the monsters suffer in return and, and study the place well after they've been destroyed. And Nair is nodding to himself, satisfied. He's got, he's got, this, he's got a plan that he's going to save Starkweather and kill the kill whatever's taken. Hey, ain't nobody going to kill nobody or nothing until Dr. Lindenbrook tries his little plan. I don't think well, it'll work. I don't think it'll work. But <laughs> We need to see what we see. We need to see what we see. He's the scientist. Well, you get, um, I mean, you get, you get past the con this this previous area, and uh, you go up into another area that is the shape of a truncated comb with a spiral pillar, the ramp at the center, a uh, floor circular about fifteen yards across, and the walls angle inward, so the ceiling is barely wider than the the ramp that circles the spirals around it. Uh, the, the room is pale sandy stone. And there's a raised oval area in one side of the chamber, and on the opposite side, there's murals on the wall, bright and strangely colored, like neon colors, just very bright. Uh, and in the, in the edge of the room, the, there's debris. It's just not tidy and clean like the rest of the thing to date. Um, the air is about 20 degrees colder than the chamber below, so it's, it's heavy with moisture. 
Oh, the anticipation is killing me. <laughs> oh, there's an unpleasant smell. Um, okay. it, it's 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 Sorry. just kind of yeah. So it's, it's just kind look, of. Uh, does the mural look fresh? Like just painted? Uh, no, it's it's old. It's it's old. It's the same it's as everything really else. Old. It's just. You say we can feel moisture in the room. Is it like condensing on the walls or anything? Or is it just you could feel um, the moisture like humidity? Yeah, there, there's the temperature differential. You're getting uh, moisture on the walls, yes, and the floors. All right. So does the passage continue? What, what's Captain Sugden doing, actually? We're watching him. Uh, I'm going to get I'm getting to that. Um, sorry, uh, the room is, sorry, the air is warm, is colder. There's a dim light in the room, and it comes from a handful of these small cups. Cups. Uh, they're placed in alcoves at eye level. Um, there's dim light coming from them. Okay, wait a minute. At eye level. Our eye level? Your eye level. They look like this. And <laughs> they do. They look like that. Copy! Um, <laughs> Well, no, there's a, can't you see? There's a light in that. There's a candle in that. So, um, but they're like that. There's like the cups with this light glowing in them. Uh, there's wall sconces. Um, you'd have to spend some time looking at them to study them some more. Uh, there's five of them in total. Uh, and they seem to be telling a bit of a story, but again, you'd have to spend some time studying them to get that story. Okay. Uh, there's soft pale runners and weird plants. Now, uh, you see, it's it's uh, these plants are like tendrils growing from overgrown archways on the spiral ramp and the ramp upwards. Like now, you've got greenery. Hmm. There's something unwholesome about them. Uh, they're moist. They're bulgy. Uh, they look odd in the dim, flickering lights. And there's a feeling of you get a feeling of unease all of you around them. Okay. Because they're kind of alien-looking to us, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or at least ancient. They don't look sentient, do they? Well, as a paleontologist, I mean, as a yeah paleontologist who's got paleobotany, mm-hmm. do they do they look like something I could identify from fossils? Yeah, definitely. So, am I like, oh my god, that's a uh, Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you pull out a few old ancient fern-type descriptions out of out of your past, and you know that, yeah, these are strange. Um, and some of them are totally unrecognizable to you as well. Uh, there's a glistening on the plants and on the walls, slightly slippery, but it, it's, it's, it's a thick, oily substance. It's not water. It sticks to whatever it touches, and it's, it's, it seems to be the source of this terrible smell. And the plants seem to climb up the walls rather than covering the floor. So there's no plants on the floor. They're not going to get in your way. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Did we lose you? No, I'm here. Oh. I said make a power right. roll, please. Oh, we didn't uh, hear that. All of us? No, no, no. Just, uh, just doc- Dr. Lindenbrook. Uh, 78? No. Ah. As you're getting close to the plants, whether you touch them or not, just examining them visually from a little closer distance than the others, 
you you get some symptoms of nausea, vertigo, a, a terrible sense the plants are in some kind of movement. Like briefly, the plants look to you like they're moving, but no one else sees them moving. Okay. And uh, uh, we didn't get anything. And uh, and mewling kind of sounds and whispers from the plants. Like, At least in your head, you don't necessarily hear anything. But I, I can feel like something's trying to talk to me, so I'm going to try and think my thoughts. Uh, we're peaceful. We're here in peace. We want to communicate as I'm trying to listen to whatever the sound is. Yeah, no, uh, you, you, you think that. You try to do that. But, I mean, you're kind of discombobulated. Okay. And I say to the others, I say, I, I, I think they might be trying to communicate with me, but I'm not sure. It's weird. Communicate with you? the plants? The same way they're communicating with, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't really seem to be coming from anywhere. It's like it's in my head. Sugden, is that what it was like for you? Captain's not uh, speaking. Oh. <laughs> Sugden. Uh oh. Sugden. That's not good. Captain, are you okay? What's what's Captain Sugden doing? Well, he stops walking when you say his name. Captain. Captain. Reaching in my pack for some pemmican. Somebody, somebody put his air hose back in his mouth. Get him Um, Can we try to, like, wake him up? Is he, like, sleepwalking? Oh, he just sort of, he was with purpose walking. You called him, and he sort of stopped. And I, uh, I would so I'm going to walk over and take a look at him and see. Arthur, are you with us, Arthur? Well, let the doctor do his work. Well, I'm talking to him, ain't eh? interfering. No, I'm gonna uh, check his eyes. I just snap my fingers in front of him, see if he reacts. A the typical doctor thing. Mm -hmm. Well, he can come to a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's not. Everything okay? Uh, can you continue walking, or how do you feel? What? He looks out of it, is the best way to describe him. Okay, at the same time, do I notice Dr. Dr. Uh, Lindenbrook going through the same sort of thing as well? Mm -hmm. um, I think so. No, he's, he's, he just had a very brief yeah, okay. issue. I, I think that Sugton might be in communication with them, and it's... Let's just keep following him, see where he goes. Mm -hmm. 
is he just standing there or is he like walking ahead on his, on his own kind of thing? Well, he's, he's now sort of standing still. Yeah. Well, we look around. He's looking around. Let's look around. Well, there's, there's okay. five, there's five side chambers on this floor as well. Now that you're in there fully. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick chamber number one and look inside, see what's in there. Okay. Uh, well, you, you, I mean, Captain Suggins kind of wandering a bit, so looking, but as you go to that chamber, you just glance in. Uh, it's, it's huge cracks <laughs> in the walls, um, just pitted ice inside, uh, web-like strips of hide and fiber running great numbers between the ice and the tub in the center, and the floor is really wet, and there's this thin, gray, oozy black stuff on the floor, almost invisible at first, but the, like meaty stalks are into that, like the this area. Okay. Um, but it looks kind of gross and mm -hmm. like I ain't gonna step in that. Um, I want to. I want to look at whatever chamber is like nearest to where Doctor oh, to where Captain Sugman is. Well, he's sort of moving towards the far side, but just before you get to that, I'll probably have to call it here. Um, you see Priestley. Priestley wanders off. He says, "Uh, everybody, we should stop for a second and look in here." And he's pointing towards the third chamber from the entrance, okay. and. Uh, Anyone who wishes to go over and look will look, and Captain Sugnus kind of stopped moving at this point. Um, look. Yeah. The chamber inside is filled with bones, human bones, thousands upon thousands of human bones, haphazard piles, broken remains, some of them grounded to dust due to the, the ages. Um, hundreds, sorry, thousands of bones, hundreds of skeletons worth. Uh, most of the bones are human, just you can tell quickly by looking at them um and uh you do you have does anybody have an archaeology or a paleontology they could roll mm -hmm. oh yeah 13. many of these are very old like i said some of them but right. dust they've become dust uh there's some that are only a few decades old i like i look fairly... i look in and i put my hand on his shoulder and I say, um, back in the city, we saw a lot of murals. Uh, we think that originally they may have used us as a source of food, um, but that may have been long before we had developed intelligence. And so these might be, I'm going to ignore the newer ones and just sort of say, it might be something from before they thought that, 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 that they knew that we were intelligent. So mm -hmm. don't judge them too harshly by this horror that's in here. Uh, could everyone do a spot hidden who is looking in the doorway? I'm not. I'm staying with, I'm staying with Arthur. Uh, yes, pass. And you know what? I'd be staying with Arthur, too. So. Well, uh, two of uh, you and Elmer, Dr. Linrook, as you're looking... And you're uh, just sort of looking at ancient skeletons, newer skeletons. You look on the top of the pile, mm -hmm. and you see um, glistening, wet, slightly red, brand new skeleton. 
minus a head. Hmm. And another beside it, exactly the same. And just based on your knowledge, it's about the same size as Doc, as Mr. Starkweather and Dr. Green. Yeah. So we should end it there. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a good spot to end it. Uh, great. Our players included Jerry Bryant, Greg Malcolm, Nick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, and myself, with Sean Little as the Keeper of the Secrets. Our musical intro, Slide of Hand, was composed by James Brett and is used with his permission. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production. In order to create a richer listener experience, we provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations. Some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. In fact, uh, we've released one of those videos to public now, uh, so even if you're not a patron, you can uh, find it in a playlist entitled Stuff We Say. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of the Blue role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.